coming up in this episode. That's the same district that we now see uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene representing. I'm going to get to Marjorie Taylor okay. Greene. We're going to get <laughs> getting ahead of MTG. myself. MTG. He was seen as the most extreme member of Congress in the 1970s and early and mid 1980s. Yet, of course, today McDonald's type is quite powerful. Murder conspiracy cover up. You might say, you know, what does this group stand for? This podcast from Georgia Public Broadcasting highlights books with Georgia connections. Hosted by two of your favorite public radio book nerds who also happen to be your hosts of All Things Considered on GPB Radio. I'm Peter Biello. And I'm Orlando Montoya. Thanks for joining us as we introduce you to authors, their writings, and the insights behind their stories, mixed with our own thoughts and ideas on just what gives these works the narrative edge. So Orlando, what book do you have to talk about today? I have Birchers, How the John Birch Society Radicalized the American Right by Matthew Dalek. So we are going to get into politics today. Got to give you a heads up. All right. And we're going to talk about the Birchers. I know it sounds like a tree, (laughs) but it actually was the John Birch Society. They were a notorious and controversial movement within conservatism for many decades. We're talking about the 50s, the 60s, and the 70s. And the author we're going to hear from today believes that they led to the modern Republican Party. Have you ever heard of the John Birch Society? I have. I feel like I've seen billboards. Are there billboards? John Birch billboards? I don't see. I don't think so anymore. There was in the past. Maybe faded billboards that still exist in some parts of your faded memory. Yeah. But for people of our generation, it certainly wasn't something that we grew up with. Right. Maybe we heard about it in history books, but. Is it history? Because the more I read this book, the more I realized it might not be so much history after all. And the thing is, there are so many Georgia connections to the Birchers, connections that I had no idea about. And so, you know, when I hear things new, I want to share them with you. Yeah, well, thank you for that. Was John Birch from Georgia? He was. He was actually from Georgia. Well, he wasn't born in Georgia, but he was raised in Georgia. He went to high school here. He graduated uh, from uh, Chattooga County High School, and he went to a a college in Macon, Mercer University. But he actually has very little to do with the movement founding, I'm sorry to say. John Birch did not found the John Birch Society. That's where I'll introduce you to our author, Matthew Dalek. He was an evangelist turned warrior. He became an intelligence officer for the U.S. Army, and he was killed shortly after World War II by a Chinese communist forces. And Robert Welch, the, the founder of the Birch Society, discovered in, in the mid-1950s and early 1950s that John Birch not only had been killed, but as he argued in his short biography of Birch, that Birch's death had been covered up by American government officials uh, who were part of this alleged communist conspiracy. And so the real crime was not just the the murder of John Birch, but it was the U.S. government's efforts to cover up the crime as part of this communist plot. And so Birch became really the first victim of World War III, as many Birch leaders saw it and, and named it after this martyr. All right. So, so some conspiracy thinking involved, I can see how one might lead to what we see today. Well, their murder conspiracy cover-up, you might say, you know, what does this group stand for? Yeah, what does this group stand for? They were very anti-communist. They were very God and country, very free enterprise. But those are all sort of mainstream conservative ideas. Those are ideas that Ronald Reagan, Barry Goldwater would all be comfortable with. 
So, you know, sort of what separates them from mainstream conservatism are several ideas. And Matthew Dalek in the book sort of sort of puts them out there in almost list form. He comes back to them all the time. And those ideas are are explicit racism, anti-international, anti-establishment, conspiracy theories, and um violent and apocalyptic rhetoric. Hmm. And this seems to have been happening, at least in some part, during the Eisenhower administration, right? Is that, am I timing this right? Yeah. Eisenhower was actually a focus of the Birchers. They thought that Eisenhower was a communist agent. <laughs> I'm not making it up. That's I, I, what I, I believe you. They tried to impeach Earl Warren, who was a Supreme Court justice. You may know Earl mm-hmm. Warren, the architect of liberal America, Brown versus Board of Education. And the thing about it is that they were sort of courted by mainstream Republicans, uh, but in public, there was some distance. I see. So how do we get from that era to today? I mean, you said they, they, they led to the modern Republican Party. So how do we get from there to here? Well, there are a lot of characters that we have to get through between okay. <laughs> there and here. And I'm going to go through them one by one. And I want to get back to the Georgia connections, because after the founder, Robert Welch, the second national chairman of the John Birch Society was Georgia Congressman Larry McDonald. Now, McDonald represented a district from northwest Georgia from 1975 to 1983, and he became kind of like a showcase for, like, fanaticism hmm. and Bircherism, right? And this was not like a moderate guy. And here I'm going to look at the book because it was extraordinary. Larry McDonald, he was a doctor. He had unorthodox views. He believed that apricot extract could cause cancer. Okay. And he admired dictators, at least Francisco Franco. He had a portrait of Franco in his office. And here's Dalek on Congressman Larry McDonald. McDonald was a a leader of the Birchers. He was an ultra-conservative Southern Democrat. He was very pro-gun. He owned many, many guns. Uh, which especially at the time was seen as as pretty far right. And he opposed Tip O'Neill, the the speaker for speaker, and was, you know, pushed out by the Democrats, basically kicked off his committees. And what I think is interesting about him in part in his career is that he really was the fringe of the fringe. He was seen as the most extreme member of Congress in the 1970s and and early and mid-1980s, Yet, of course, today, McDonald's type is quite powerful. Okay. So, and he said he was from Northwest Georgia. Yes. That's the same district that we now see uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene representing. I'm going to get to Marjorie Taylor okay. Greene. We're going get <laughs> Getting to get to MTG, but I want to get through some other names from Georgia before we get there. Okay. We're going to go to Lester Maddox. The former governor. The former governor, correct. Governor of Georgia from 1967 to 1971. You might remember he was a staunch segregationist. He owned a restaurant and he denied black people service at his restaurant. He famously denied the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. the honor of lying in state at the Georgia Capitol after he was assassinated. Here's Dalek on Maddox. Maddox, I do not think, was a member of the Birch Society as far as I can tell. But around 1970, the early 1970s, he starts to speak at a lot of their conventions or uh, their their God and country rallies. He's sort of the marquee speaker. And Maddox would get up on stage and tell the Birch Society that civil rights 
which again, by the early 1970s, had basically become a more settled issue. And Maddox would say that civil rights was a communist plot. It was a communist conspiracy to take away Americans' rights. And so, again, I don't think he was a card-carrying member of the British Society, but he became a de facto leader of the society. So Maddox remains active in politics through the 1980s. He actually considers running for McDonald's district seat when McDonald dies. And this is the 1980s. So this is when Newt Gingrich is coming into power. Mm -hmm. You know, Gingrich was first elected in 1979 Mm -hmm. from a suburb northwest of Atlanta. Okay. And and we're we're seeing a theme here. (laughs) Yeah. Was was he also elected on a these people are communists kind of platform? No, no. So by the time we get to Newt Gingrich... By the 1980s, uh, the society had pretty much ceased to be a real force in conservative politics. Um, They were beginning to be usurped, quite frankly, by other movements, the Moral Majority Movement, um, the Christian Coalition, the Pat Buchanan wing of the GOP. Uh, So by the 80s, their influence had died away. But I think what Dalek would say was that their ideas lived on. So... The John Birch Society fizzled, but Bircher ideas continued. And in some respects, those ideas morphed, you might say metastasized, into the conservative movement that we have today. Or if not the ideas, right, simply the willingness to buy into and talk publicly about conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories. The election was stolen. Global warming is a hoax. COVID conspiracies. The Birch Society was filled with conspiracies, whether it was the death of John Birch, Eisenhower was a communist agent. The civil rights is a communist plot. President Taft was poisoned by a radium tube. Not apricots. <laughs> so some of these were completely outlandish, but somehow they find their way into Congress. Here's where we get Marjorie Taylor Greene. Okay. You know, outlandish ideas. And, you know, we can't really equate one with the other. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying Green is a bircher, but here's what Dalek said. You know, you never want to simply say, ah, that person's a bircher, you know, but but I do think that as I argue in the book, it is important to look at how birch ideas had an afterlife and became important to their successors. People, of course, can disagree. But what I argue in the book is that the birchers were an important group that helped to establish this alternative political tradition on the far right. And that some of these current figures that you mentioned, that they picked up on these ideas. And I do think that these ideas have made a comeback. And so whether we're talking about banning sex education in the schools or banning books or the more, what I would argue, more explicit forms of racism, the conspiracy theories, you know, Birchers propagated all these things. And I think that these are also central elements of the modern Trump-led MAGA movement. And so, again, you don't want to overdo the parallels, but the ideas, I think, did have an afterlife. And we, we've seen a, a remarkable resurgence of these ideas atop at least much of the Republican Party today. It's a question the Republican Party's grappling with right now, isn't it? How much of this fringe to embrace? You know, and both sides have their fringes. I tried to get Dalek to comment on the left's fringes, but he stayed on topic. And everybody 
left, right, center really has to grapple with this polarization. It's a topic we cover in our day jobs, you know. Mm-hmm. If, and if you haven't been watching PBS NewsHour right now, Judy Woodruff has a great series going on about this polarization in our society. I think it's terribly important. I think learning about its history is fascinating, and certainly the Georgia connections were a surprise. So is there anything about the way Dalek writes this book that you think gives it the narrative edge? I like the quotes. I got to be honest with you. You know, you and I deal with quotes every single day, Mm -hmm. you know, picking out the right one, making sure, you know, it's in the right place. And I I just love I just love his quotes. Do you have a quote you'd like to end us with? I like many quotes, but William Greed, I think that's how you say his name, G-R-E-D-E. He was a co-founder of the John Birch Society, along with Robert Welch. And he said, quote, It was almost a disgrace to be a member, but now we're quite respectable. (laughs) So there it is. Oh, wow. Um, I hope you had a good time. I did. I'm really looking forward to reading this one. All right. This is Bircher's How the John Birch Society Radicalized the American Right by Matthew Dalek. Thanks, Orlando. Thanks for listening to Narrative Edge. We'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. This podcast is a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. Find us online at gpb.org slash narrative edge. You can also catch us on the daily GPB news podcast, Georgia Today, for a concise update on the latest news in Georgia. For more on that and all of our podcasts, go to gpb.org slash podcasts.